Thank you for tuning in to the Believer's Church of Johnson City podcast. We are grateful you stopped by. Regardless of where you are in your faith journey, we hope today's teaching is both challenging and also encourages you to move closer to Jesus. You can subscribe to the podcast if you want weekly messages, leave a review of your experience, and if you wish to become a giving partner, you can do so by visiting our website at believerschurchjc.com. And of course, we want to encourage you to come see us in person. We are located at 6110 Kingsport Highway in Johnson City, Tennessee. As always, we hope you enjoy today's message. I recently looked at an article from Psychological Healthcare titled, Top Things That Most People Worry About. All right, top things that most people worry about. And you could guess some of these because some of these things would be things that you worry about. The number one thing that people tend to worry about is money. Something else that people tend to worry about is the future. Another common worry for people are relationships, their marriage, their kids, their friendships. Am I ever going to get married? Am I ever going to meet that person? I've been divorced, but now I'd like to meet someone again. Very common worry for a lot of people. Health. Those of you that are WebMD people, that every time something's going on, every little symptom you have, you look it up and you're convinced you're going to die probably 15, 20 times a day. You fall into that category as well. Job security, especially with COVID going on. And we know that there have been people in our own church that have lost their jobs and situations that have been very, very difficult for a lot of people. Uh, will I be able to continue to work? So money, the future, relationships, health, and job security, those are the biggest worries that people have. What I'd like to ask you to do is raise your hand if you are currently worried about one of those things, or in the past, you've worried about one of those things or more of those things before, okay? I don't see anyone with a hand down, so meaning that we all have issues sometimes with worry. We're in part nine of our series on the Sermon on the Mount, and I must say uh, that this topic that we're talking about today is probably growing the most, and this is what I mean by that. People struggle with lust. People struggle with anger and hatred. People struggle with a lack of forgiveness. But what we see in society right now is the growth of worry and the growth of anxiety. One of the things that I am the most obsessed with right now that I'm reading the most about is how Generation Z or really anyone under the age of 30, we are in what you would call an epidemic of anxiety. Most of this, not all of this, but most of this is tied to social media usage. But whenever your kids tell you, if you have kids between the age of seven, eight, nine years old, and teenagers especially, but if you look at tw uh, 20-somethings that are out in the workplace, one of the most common things that you're going to hear is, I'm really struggling with anxiety, whereas if you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, you're, you're looking back and you're usually saying something like, well, we never worried about those kinds of things, or we never had that level of, of worry or anxiety that so many people are going through right now. So anxiety is on the rise, but I believe that there is a difference between worry and anxiety. 
I'm going to talk about these two interchangeably today. All right, so you'll hear me say anxiety and worry a lot, even though they are pretty different. If you want to know more about anxiety and you want to hear more about that, make sure you come back in two weeks because for four weeks, we are going to be doing a series called You're Not Alone, specifically on mental health issues and how they relate to scripture and the voice of God. All right, I expect this to be a very, very well-received time together. But for today, what we're going to talk about more generally is worry. All right, so here's some of the differences right now, because some of you would say you really struggle with anxiety, but it's actually not anxiety. It would really fall more into the category of worry. Okay, and some of you would say, I worry all the time, but the truth is, it's actually more of a form of anxiety. So anxiety is based on irrational thoughts that can manifest into physical symptoms that can actually be diagnosed as a sickness. So for some of you, you don't just worry about the kids whenever you drop them off, or you don't just worry that because of the way that you're eating, maybe you're more susceptible, or maybe you're more genetically susceptible to certain diseases. You're not worried necessarily when you have a headache, it's got to be a tumor or something like that. That's more worry. But what anxiety actually does is it has the uh, ability in a a fight and flight way to take over the body with physical symptoms, like you're going to die. So for some of you who have had like the real tingly, numb hands, and then all of a sudden your face starts to get really tingly, and you feel really lightheaded and like disoriented, sometimes your thoughts are racing so fast that you tell yourself, I'm going crazy. Like I've got to escape this situation. I've got to get out of this moment. There are certain moments that bring this on a lot stronger. That's what we're talking about with anxiety, okay? Again, you'll hear me use the terms interchangeably, but that's not primarily what I'm talking about today. What I'm primarily talking about today is worry, and that's that nagging feeling that you always have that you can't seem to stop worrying about your kids. All right, that's a big one for a lot of us. Or you look at your budget or you look at your finances, you know what's coming up, or worse, you don't know what's coming up, and you're worried about your money or you're worried about your aging parents. That doesn't necessarily bring upon these physical symptoms of anxiety, but you're full of worry all the time. So anxiety is more specific and common to some people, whereas worry is more common to all of us. Every person in here at one time or another has worried about something. Now, some of us worry more than others, okay? Anxiety is something that I really struggle with, but the day-to-day worry, not so much. But the majority of people are actually the opposite. So Jesus has some important things to say about this, important enough that he addresses this in this sermon that we're calling the Sermon on the Mount. And I don't think it's an accident at all that he talks about this right after he talks about personal treasures, where your uh, treasure is there, your heart will be also, which is where we were last week. Okay, so we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6, moving right along. In fact, this is the end of chapter 6 today. We said the Sermon on the Mount was chapter 5 through chapter 7. Matthew chapter 6, we're going to look at verses 25 through 34. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. This is what the Bible says. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life. 
Oh, easier said than done, Jesus. Why don't I just go do that? Why don't I just not worry about my life anymore? Like, that's really, really easy. Don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or what you'll drink or about your body or what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't sow seed or harvest grain and other crops into barns, yet your healthy, your heavenly father feeds them. Aren't you worth much more than they are? Who among you by worrying can add a single moment to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? Notice how the lilies in the field grow. They don't wear themselves out with work and they don't spin cloth. But I say to you, even Solomon in all his splendor wasn't dressed like one of these. If God dresses grass in the field so beautiful, even though it's alive today and tomorrow it's going to be thrown into the furnace, won't God do much more for you, you people of weak faith? And I think that's what he's saying to some of us today, you people of weak faith. Therefore, don't worry and say, what am I going to eat or what am I going to drink or what am I going to wear? Gentiles long for all these things. Your heavenly Father knows you need them. Instead, again, there's always an alternative with Jesus. Desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness and all these other things, they're going to be given to you as well. Therefore, stop worrying about tomorrow because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So what I want us to notice here is that Jesus is actually offering a very special kind of freedom. And in every one of these areas that we've talked about, if it's been anger, retribution, forgiveness, live with an open hand, uh, don't protect treasures that are, that are eventually going to, to rot away and, 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 and go to moth and rust, don't take care of these things. But instead, there's an alternative to all these things. And this is what Jesus says this time. Don't worry about your life. And this is what he's trying to teach the disciples and what I want you to understand. The same thing that we talked about with treasure last week. Life is incredibly short. And the things that you are calling priorities and the things that you are placing value on and the things that you are considering to be of the utmost importance really aren't that important. And much of your worry, much of the concerns that you have are coming from those places. There is an intentionality that Jesus is working with here, and I want us to recognize this as we think about worry, because anxiety is a little bit different. I'm convinced that anxiety for some people is a little bit out of our control, but worry is not. Worry is something that we can deal with. You can sleep better. You can feel better throughout your day. Your mind doesn't have to be fixated on all of these concerns that you have no control over whatsoever. And that's one of the biggest issues that we have right now is control as it pertains to our worry. So what is Jesus pointing out here? Jesus is first shifting the disciples from worry 
to life on mission. He is shifting the disciples from worry. Listen, I understand that you have this concern. I understand that it makes no sense if you're married, if you have children, if you have a job, to drop all of these things and start following me around from town to town. I get that. That's a reason for people to worry. But the reason that you don't have to worry is because all of a sudden, and he's saying this to you, to disciples today, that you are living on mission. If you call yourself a child of God, it's not to sit in a church once a month. That's not regular church attendance. It's not to simply try to do good deeds or occasionally open up the Bible. To be a disciple, to be a follower of Jesus, is to live on mission every day of our lives. When we worry, it often reveals that we are fixated on small things, and small things are not kingdom things. This is what Jesus says in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, don't worry about your life. Stop worrying about it. I don't know if you're going to live to be 97 or 62 or 24. That's not for you to worry about. You're living on mission. Don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink or about your body, what you're going to wear. Isn't life more than those things? Isn't life more than food? Isn't life more than what you're going to drink or what you're going to wear? I'm giving you something more. I'm giving you your true identity. I'm giving you the essence of why you're here. So Jesus is not telling the disciples that they don't need food or they don't need clothing. He knows he needs those things. They they need those things. He is suggesting that their thinking is skewed by all of the small things that we worry about every day. You know what I think Jesus is saying to some of you? Isn't life more than Instagram? Isn't life more than TikTok? Isn't life more than a new car? Isn't life more than your next promotion? Isn't life more than your retirement planning? Isn't life more than the vacations? Isn't life more than that dream girl or that dream guy? Jesus is essentially saying this to the disciples. I'm not giving you a part-time job. I'm not telling you to go to the synagogue every once in a while on the Sabbath. You're already doing some of those things. I'm telling you, and he's telling you guys today, he's telling me today, that your life is to be lived on mission. The believer's church is a body going forward. We do not have room for complacent people that want to do nothing. God is calling every single child of God deeper into their purpose, not some obscure place in the middle. Please hear me when I say this. Much of your worry, much of the worry that is going on in your life right now is due to a mismanagement of priorities. If you're making that marriage bigger than God, if you're making that car bigger than God, if you're making that sport bigger than God, if you're making these things in your life, these idols bigger than God, you're going to have a lot of worry. Listen, 
you're making your kids bigger than God. You're going to have a lot of worry. You're going to have a lot of anxiety. You're going to have a lot of concerns, primarily stemming from a mismanagement of priorities. So think about this. Why would you worry about your health? Because some of you that are in this room right now, you're human. But if you feel something in your elbow, what could this be? You go to the, these, these blogs and these, the, the worst possible place, and your doctor, my doctor's been like this way before to me too, wants to choke you. Don't look at that stuff! And you're full of worry all the time. My marriage is on the rocks. Is it really going to work out? I don't know about this economy right now. I don't know about the way that things look. Are things really going to work out? I got this issue where I'm always hearing this noise in my car. Just turn the radio up. I'm joking. Don't do that. All right? But we're just obsessed and consumed with worry. So the question I have is this. Do you put that same kind of worry into your neighbors that don't know Jesus? Do you put that same kind of worry into the sin that dominates your life and keeps you apart from where you need to be in your relationship with God? Do you put that same kind of worry into an Afghanistan that is going through complete destruction right now? Do you put that same kind of worry toward others that you don't know that are going without? It's a mismanagement of our priorities. And this is the reason that we worry the way we do. So Jesus is shifting the disciples from worry to life on mission. Okay? I'm going to take care of everything around you. You have nothing to worry about. You follow me. You let your attention be in that place. And then let tomorrow take care of itself. Let today take care of itself. Is it going to add any time to your life? No. But here's one that's maybe even more important for you guys and for me. Jesus is also providing security. He's providing security from worry. And listen, I know for some people, medication is an important thing. I'm not an anti-medication person whenever it's needed. For some of you, a close relationship with your spouse or the solidarity, solidarity of a body of believers, people around you, those things are very important. But nothing can give you the security that Jesus offers. Verse 26 and 28, look at the birds. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Notice the lilies of the field and how they grow. You have every bit of security that you need. And listen, when this body right here, Believer's Church, Mondays I love when we do the lunchroom project. Last night was incredible. Whenever we had neighborhood nights, when we're locked in where we're supposed to be, you have more security than you're going to get anywhere else in your life. Now, I like to practice openness 
I like to be as authentic as I possibly can as I talk to you guys. So you want to know what my biggest worry is? You want to know what I worry about the most? Money. That's what I worry about the most. My family will be asleep. And listen, we're okay. We don't need anybody to write us a check. We're okay. But if you want to, I'm just kidding. But no, at night, I'll just think, what about this? What about that? I scan through our budget obsessively. Everybody else is asleep. And I'm thinking, are we okay? Are we saving enough? Are we doing this enough? Are we, are we giving enough? Come, come, you know, every other day, as, as, as moms do, kids need shoes, kids need this, kids need that. And here's the difference. I never cared about these things 15 years ago. But this is the difference. Now I'm taking care of five people. And then I was taking care of me. You know, bill, bills, beer, travel. That's all I had to worry about. So there wasn't a whole lot of worry about my money. And now things are completely different. But sometimes I'll think, will the college decide at some point to let me go? Because I'm driving from Tennessee and, and trying to go to Kentucky. Can I really hold on that much longer? I'm, I'm not a tenured employer. I'm a contract employee. Will they make the decision that, that I'm expendable, that I don't need to, you know, that they need somebody in Kentucky that can be closer by? What if my car breaks down? What if, it, what if it's not making it any longer? I've got to drive long distances every single week. What if my car doesn't make it? What if an unexpected medical bill comes in the mail again? What is it with medical bills? They just keep coming. I don't even know where they come from. It's like I go out to the mailbox and it's medical bill after medical. So these things, I'm just like, God, I'm, I'm so worried about these things. And you have your things. You have your things that you obsess about. But this is what Jesus is saying to me. And this is what he's saying to you. Matt, you know those birds of the air that I take care of? You are worth so much more to me than that. You know those lilies in the field that I clothe, that I take care of, that are going to be dead and not even be here tomorrow? You mean so much more to me than that. We don't think about this very often, but I want to give you a reality that you need to think about. That thing that you're worried about that's six months down the road, that thing that you're fearful about that could happen tomorrow, God is already there. He's already in your tomorrow. He has it completely taken care of. And everything that you are going through has a purpose. But we have this what-if mentality. We're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And we will not trust in the security that we have in him. We sabotage our own security by mismanaging our priorities and what matters the most. And then last today, Jesus is teaching the disciples how to actually abolish worry. How to actually get rid of worry. Now, wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing if we could truly live a worry-free life? And listen, things are going to come up. 
All right, they always do. I've got this thing, you know, now that we have small kids again that I worry about them. Callie's going to be 16, and I think my greatest fear, maybe even more than money, is when she starts driving. Okay, these things are going to come up, but what if we had an answer every single time that they came up? And this is what I'm working on in my personal life. This is what Jesus says. Instead of all of this worry, getting caught up in all of these things, desire first and foremost God's kingdom and God's righteousness. And you know what? All of these things will be given to you as well. All of these things. So what do we do? We seek his kingdom first. And what are we talking about whenever we talk about this? A passion for those without Jesus. Loving our neighbor. And I mean authentically, really loving our neighbor, living at peace with others, living with an open hand, turning our treasures over to the Father. You see, Paul sought the kingdom first in everything that he did. And Paul is a model example of what a follower of Jesus is supposed to look like. And this is what he said to the church in Philippi right here. This is exactly how he said it. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious. What do you mean? Well, I've got to be anxious about a few things. No, don't be anxious. If your life is lived on mission, if you know that you have security in Jesus, if you know that you are seeking the kingdom first, don't be anxious for anything. Bring up all your requests to God. God, I'm scared to death about my kid starting college. God, I'm scared to death about the spread again of this Delta variant and all of this that's going on in our society. God, I have unbearable anxiety. God, I'm struggling and suffering and I don't know what to do. My mom is sick. My friend is sick. I constantly worry about my kid. Talk to God about these things. And in the process of your prayers, give thanks and show gratitude for what you have now. He's given us a perfect example of how this is done. Then the peace of God, the shalom, the perfect peace of God that exceeds all understanding will keep your hearts and minds safe in Jesus Christ. Raise your hand if you'd like safety. If safety is that most of you don't care about safety, raise your hand if safety is important. You know what this means in Greek? You know what this safe part means? Or in other translations, it says to guard. It's like you have a personal military agent watching over you at all times. That is literally what it comes from the Greek. It's like at all times, if your trust is there, if you're putting everything else to the side, the protection, it's like you have armed forces surrounding you at all times. Whenever your trust is there. So put in simple layman terms, what does this look like that Paul is talking about? You go to God. I am really, really struggling with one of my kids right now. She's taken a wayward path. I don't know what she's doing at night. And you bring that petition forward to God. You put your own, you fill the blank. And then you also express gratitude for what God has done in your life. And you leave it there. 
and you are protected. You're protected every single time. It didn't say the outcome is always going to end like you desire, but you are protected. Some of you, like I said earlier, you're just, you're just waiting for the other shoe to drop in your life. It's like you want to trust God. You want to believe those things. And I have to believe with Thomas, who is so much of a skeptic. As Thomas is there, and as Jesus is saying this, he's saying, what if this kind of invasion happens? Well, what if the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the Jewish elite and the religious elite, they get a little bit more serious about you and they decide to punish you? What if some people that we don't like start following you as well? What if some of us that are sitting here right now with you decide to depart? And some did. Some did in some cases. But it's like some of you live with such a, such a what if this happens. You know what? What if Jesus really came through for you? What if you experienced a breakthrough in your life? What if everything in your life radically changed because you make the, the, the commitment and the decision to surrender everything? What if you experienced true joy in your life? What if your family were restored? What if good things started to happen? Worry is a waste of time. And here's what Jesus says. Stop worrying about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. You do recognize, I hope, that for the most part in your life, you have no control. You might have control over the time of day you decide to start your car. You might have control if you want to drive down to a certain restaurant and eat. But when it comes to the big things, like the really, really big things, like how your kids are going to turn out, when you're going to die, who around you is going to get sick, you have no control whatsoever. So this is what I want to leave you with today, just some practicals that you can really think about that are going to help. And the first is this, seek his kingdom first. Seek it first. Listen, guys, we've been talking about this for nine weeks, and every single week we come back to the same thing. Seek his kingdom first. So what does that look like? We were given the Lord's prayer just a few weeks ago. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, I don't understand this worry. God, I do feel fearful. God, I don't know what's going on. And this is what I believe. And this is something the Holy Spirit is confirming in my heart right now. Some of you are just absolutely broken down with worry. You're struggling. Like you are overwhelmed. Maybe it's your job. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your financial situation. Maybe it's um, mental health issues. I don't know what it might be, but you are so full of worry and it is consuming all of the time. What I'm suggesting, more so than ever before, it might mean that you need to turn the TV off. It might mean that you need to be off your phone more. It might mean that you need to put some of your hobbies and things that you care about to the side. It might mean you need to spend less time doing certain things, but you learn how to seek his kingdom first. And this is how you do that. God, I'm broken. God, I don't know what to do next, but I know that I can trust you. I believe that you provide that kind of security. I really, really do believe that. And I want to surrender this worry over to you. And whenever it does come back up, because it's going to come back up, because worriers are worriers. 
Father, help me to see how to step forward instead of always going backwards, expecting things uh, to be horrible. You know what some people call that? They call it pessimism. You know what the Bible calls it? Sin. Because we have hope. Every single person that has ever called upon the name of Jesus has hope. The second thing I would mention and the last thing that I would mention is to accept the security that he offers. Accept the security he offers. It's not always an overnight thing. Sometimes it's really, really hard to embrace this, especially if your brain has been trained a certain way. But you do this through prayer. You do this through constant seeking. You do this from having to let go of some of the priorities that are damaging your life and causing greater worry. Learn how to accept that. Jesus says this in verse 27. You cannot add any more time to your life by worrying about it. You're waiting on that diagnosis. You're worried about the the, the friends that your kid's hanging out with. You're so sick and tired of your job. You got a new boss. You're wondering if you're going to be able to keep that job. Worry adds nothing to your life. So remember this. We often sabotage our own security by mismanaging our priorities. Where are you today, Believer's Church? As some of you feel that burden, as some of you feel that hurt, as some of you feel that weight about the lost family member that you're constantly worrying about, about the illness that you're, you're convinced is right around the corner, about the kids you just gotten to the point where you're just not exactly sure how they should be raised, about the lack of control you have, about the new job that you're starting, about whatever it is. I want to invite you today in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the goodness of the Father to come forward and lay this down today. Would you pray with me? Father, we come to you today and we thank you so much for um, the security that you offer. And Father, that we know that we can live within your peaceable kingdom that is full of love and full of grace and full of mercy that you're gonna continue to take care of us, that you're gonna continue to push us forward. And Father, we will never experience the kinds of things that Paul experienced. And consider this man who is is shipwrecked, who is injured, who was constantly persecuted, who was constantly on the run. And he's telling us, be anxious for nothing. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit descends on this place. And Father, that you expose and reveal within us what we need to deal with in this time. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. We want to thank you again for listening to the Believer's Church podcast. Make sure you join us next week as we continue in this series. Also, we'd love a chance to connect with you. Make sure you visit BelieversChurchJC.com and enjoy the rest of your week.